Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One the right choice for your comfort. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We hope everyone's having a great Thanksgiving break here, and we hope you get to enjoy time with your family and your friends, and you get to eat some good food, and you're safe on the roads, and everybody can take a, a moment and reflect on where we are in life. I guess that's the big, deep, philosophical way to start the show today, Daryl. How you feeling about that? I can say, you're getting deep. <sighs> getting deep that's why we have know. shovels for the snow oh <laughs> or maybe for something else or snowblowers oh uh, daryl so listening to kevin stefanski again on what on wednesday okay. and trying to just I, I understand the guy is focused on one game at a time and i'll be honest with you if you were an nfl head coach you would do the same thing the problem is is that as we look at what this team is all about i'm I, i'm trying to find some positive and i'm trying to look at the areas of the team that are successful. And then I look at that in terms of how many seasons have been wasted this year. So let's kind of dive into that for the first couple segments here. And then later in the show, we are going to talk about the dome stadium thoughts and is it doomed? So we'll get into that a little bit later in the podcast. First, let's start with that general question about what is working right and what coaches are making a difference on this team to try to make them better. I know we talk about Kevin Stefanski being the CEO. We spent a lot of time about that. We talk about Joe Woods, too. Uh, we, we talk about Van Pelt, too. But it's like he's not really there because the head coach calls the play. So what areas are working and where should they be building from within? Well, first off, I, I obviously the run game, right, which comprises right. the running backs and uh, the offensive line. And I say that realizing that they've not had uh, the best performances the last couple of weeks. I think injuries up front have certainly uh, played a part in that. I mean, Yelda Froholt wasn't even available for Wednesday's practice due to an illness. I expect him to play Sunday, but when you're stepping into a position that, I mean, they already had one fumble at ex exchange in Detroit uh, against Buffalo, like Froholt needs as many of those snaps as possible. And granted, you know, having an illness, that's something that's really out of your control, but you know, look, those are um, those are invaluable reps that they're unable to get uh, during practice. But 
Um, though, I, I think that those are the two strongest areas. And, and and I know you brought up Alex Van Pelt, and I realize he doesn't coach the or call the plays on game day. But um, look, I think the passing game's been pretty good this year. Yeah, uh, you, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. um, uh, Amari Cooper, obviously, has been fantastic. Jacoby Brissett, you look at what he's been able to do uh, stepping in. What was a very difficult situation. I, I mean, he's completing a career high sixty four point four percent of his passes this year. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, and that's a significant. No one problem. expected that, Daryl. Right. Nobody. Uh, Nobody. I, I mean, maybe he did just because of, uh, you know, what what his own personal expectations are. But when you look at his career numbers, Andy, he's never completed more than sixty two percent of his passes uh, in in any you know real given uh, starting stretch for him. So yeah, he he's been fantastic, but. And that, that, unfortunately, I think that that's where the the positive vibe ends, right? I, I mean, there's there, there's unfortunately not a whole lot of good things to say about what's going on defensively w- with any of the units, so the secondary, the linebackers, or even the the defensive line. So I, I do think that you bring out a good point with all three of the guys. So we, we just talk about Miles and Jacoby um, and Amari Cooper, and I, I look and I, I I'm haunted by that picture of seeing. Miles Garrett on the bench sitting there all by himself at the end of the game. And I, it, it just doubles down on the wasted season. I mean, we, we, Joe Thomas just, you know, it looks like he's going to make it to the Hall of Fame. That guy was a wasted career. And I don't want to watch those anymore. And Joe deserved better. He really did. For the effort that he put out and the pain that he played in and, and all those things, Joe deserved better. And, and, you know, you look and, okay, I get the Jacoby Brissett part of it because he was brought in for one year, and, and we all kind of see what what's the deal. I hope he's here for a long time because, I, I mean, I would trust him with the ball going back out on the field. I don't expect him to win games late, but I do know he can orchestrate your offense and keep you moving, and I think he's learned throughout the season, too, to live to see another day. And you talked about his passing percentage numbers being at an all-time high. It's because I think he's become a better quarterback as the season has progressed, and I do think that they wasted 11 games with him. Um whether it was the shortcomings of special teams or the shortcomings of, of the defense or him putting him in a position to have to make a play when he's really not comfortable in that situation, not, not, not shaping the offense to a place where he can be successful. It's like going to the office and not having a piece of paper or a pen or a computer in front of you. And I think the Browns did that to him early on in the season. And then, you know, so you talk about miles Garrett, you talk about Amari Cooper, um, and Jacoby Brissett as three wasted seasons. And that's where it feels like we're at right now, unless some sort of miracle happens. And by the way, that would mean the playoffs start this week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Yeah, for well, us, for yeah, Cleveland. I, I mean, when when you look at the Browns since 1999, and and I'll I'll, I'll pause with Miles Garrett. The pre I call it the pre Miles Garrett Browns Mount Rushmore since 1999. When you talk about wasted careers, Phil Dawson, right. wasted, yep, Phil Dawson. You know, wasted career. Um, Joe Thomas, you already mentioned him. Joe Hayes and Josh Cribbs. Like th- those four guys, unfortunately, they they played in the wrong era. 
how good would this team be if those four guys were on this year's team? It, you know what I'm saying? I'll throw one more in there too, and you tell me if I'm crazy. Tim Couch was wasted. I think if they would have had yeah. more support well, around him, he would have had the career that he he would have been way more successful. I, I won't say wasted for him. I'll use ruined. They, they ruined him. Be, you know what I'm saying? Like he never he he never had a fighting chance. So, so I, I can't. There's no reason he couldn't have been the Josh Allen of that draft. I not disputing that. I'm just saying yeah. though, it was just such a cluster mess that he never had a fighting chance. So uh, it's hard for me to say that they wasted his career. I think they more they more ruined it than they did waste it. But when you look at this current Browns team, right, Miles Garrett, Joel Batonio, who on his current trajectory should be Hall of Fame worthy of consideration when he's all done playing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Chubb, who is in the top three or four in rushing every single year since being with the Browns, wasting another year of him. Um, uh, and and I'll, I'm going to add Denzel Ward in there because he's a draft, you know, draft pick, a couple Pro Bowls under his belt. Right. You know, he's, he's getting wasted too. So, yeah. I, and then um, you wasted Brissett in the sense that I don't think anybody expect outside of Jacoby Brissett and, and maybe Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski organizationally uh, kudos to them. If they saw this level of play in their crystal ball, but I mean, Brissett's been fantastic. He's been everything. And then some, I mean, he was talking about on Wednesday that, yeah, you know, I, I don't deserve praise for doing my job. Like this is what I signed up for. I, you know, I, I really wish you guys would stop mentioning that this is my last start um, and, 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 and things like that. But it's like the expectation is this is the last start that he's going to make uh, for the Browns Sunday uh, against uh, the Buccaneers. I mean, if you know, one thing kind of irritated me from Kevin Stefanski on Wednesday, you know, because Brissett was asked, hey, do you think you've you know proven that you should be a starter in the NFL? And he said, of course, yeah, I, I, I believe I have. And my performance speaks to that, et cetera, et cetera. And so Kevin Stefanski, you know, given a softball, uh, a, a nice little alley-oop to dunk home. And he just, he booted it when he was asked about it. And he's like, well, you know, we're that's not Jacoby's focus. And that ain't my focus either. You know, and that's what I love about Jacoby is he's focused on the here and now. We can't be thinking about and like that, that was an easy opportunity for you to say, you know what? Yeah, Jacoby really was fantastic for us this year, and he is deserving of a starting uh, op, opera. You know, is that the sentiment in the room, too? Because oh, I, I heard yeah. that, too. And I was like, why don't you just yeah. say good things about a guy? And, 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 and it goes back to the we've talked about it, and, and I say it lovingly, tongue-in-cheek, but I do feel like that there's some merit behind what I am saying when it comes to Stefanski. You don't have to be a robot all the time. You can show some, some humanity. Um, and I, I, and I don't know if that, um, you know, I, I don't know how he is behind the scenes with players. Um, you know, we see those clips that the team will post on social media, the, the victory speeches or whatever, which I, I gotta be honest with you. I, the next victory speech, Kevin Stefanski gives that gets me fired up wanting to run through a brick wall. will be the first one. Um, but uh, you know, I, I just, it, it, I do think that there is something to be said for that robotic nature that he projects all the time. And that's, 
I think sometimes you got to reel that in a little bit and you got to show that a, a, a little bit of personality, like it's okay. Like no, nobody's going to dunk on you if you laugh a little and yet, you know, show that you're, you enjoy the players that you're coaching and the, the, the coaches that you coach with. And you enjoy what you do. Right. right? Um, and I know he enjoys what he does. Of course. I mean, he wouldn't be in the profession if he, if he didn't enjoy what he did, but show it. You know what I'm saying? Like show, show a little, and this is, and and I want to be very, very clear, you know, Bill Belichick. And we, and we've talked about this as well. Like he's not Mr. Personality. I mean, my God, watching paint dry or is more entertaining to listen than listening to Bill Belichick answer questions. That's not what this is about. But when you see like behind the scenes footage of Bill Belichick, what do you see? He's laughing with players. He's, he's very human with them. He's not the robot that he projects to the media. Does that make sense? No, I know it. And I know it firsthand. Cause I mean, I know it's been a long time, but I did a long sit down interview with him. And, you know, I think if he didn't feel like, and especially cause he was young, still young in his career, but he, and this was after, you know, after the team had moved and they were playing in a hall of fame game and it was preseason and man, he could not have been any more accommodating, nicer. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, obviously there's been things that have happened since then, but you could see it and I got it. And I understood why, why he is successful because I, I understand that it's on to Cincinnati and stuff like that. I get all that stuff. <laughs> he's probably right. You know, he's yeah. right, but of course he's right. I mean, Kevin Stefanski is right about a lot of he's that. trying to do that. But I also think that if you're like that consistently, you don't hear the chimes that are coming out of that locker room right now. Yeah. That's, you know, a, that, that's the, the issue. It's not, it's, it's not Kevin Stefanski, the head coach. It's, Kevin Stefanski, the leader. Yeah. And the person and, and yeah. there's, there's look, I, and maybe it's I, more than I, him. I could say that too. Maybe he's taking directives and he's just executing the orders from what he's hearing from other people in the building. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, when he said Paul DePodesta is an integral part of our game plan the other day, I mean, it was close to saying that I'm paraphrasing, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there were people that were like, what do you mean? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, look, <laughs> I get the bunker mentality that you have to that you have to have when you're uh, a head coach, right? You can't you can't worry about what's already happened because there's nothing you can do to change it or fix it or make it you know make it any different, and you have to full steam ahead. But also, I think that there's something to be said for the willingness to show that you can come out of the bunker a, a, a little bit. Like that's I, I think that there is a little something to be said for that. And I wish Kevin Stefanski would not be so afraid sometimes to come out of that bunker show that you're for you know like show that you're you're frustrated a little bit you know what i'm saying you understand where i'm going with that absolutely so, i i totally get it. let's talk more about that in a second and i also want to get into um there's some other stuff i want to get into especially with tom brady coming to town this weekend so we're going to talk about that and we're also going to talk about why the dome might be doomed and that's coming up later in the show it's always game day in cleveland if you like what you're listening to subscribe to the podcast